This episode originally aired November 26th, 2015. Welcome to this week's episode of Adulting. We're going to talk about holiday hijinks. When is it time to stop acting like a kid for the holidays? Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan Landis, and I am here with Miranda Marquitz. Uh, hi, Miranda. Hi, Harlan. And today we're talking about holiday hijinks, except that you're not a kid anymore. Um, but we all still want to be a kid at heart, sure. But there are certain things that happen around the holidays that maybe it's time to move on and, and time to be an adult. So uh, the biggest thing is, of course, gift giving. So let's talk about that. You have you have a story to share that uh, describes your first uh, your first the moment you realize you're an adult, or at least not a child anymore. Uh, growing up, of course, uh, as uh, as somebody who celebrates Christmas, uh, growing up, we always had you know that list that we could make, and even when we were beyond Santa Claus in my family, we could still make a list. My parents said, "This is the budget." And then you can go ahead and move forward and uh, make this list. And so, so I came back from college. My first after my first semester of college, I came back and found out. Uh, you know, rather surprisingly, I said, "Oh, this is what I want for Christmas, Mom and Dad. This is this is my list." And it's like one thing, and it was kind of expensive. And I was like, "This is my list." And my parents were like, "You're not a kid anymore. You don't get to make a Christmas list." We'll just, we'll give you whatever we're giving you. It ended up being, it ended up being useful things for my, my college experience, but it wasn't the thing that I wanted on my list. (laughs) And it was, that was the time that I realized, oh, I'm not a kid and I can't just demand things anymore like children do. And this holiday, a lot of the time, the holiday season, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, those kinds of things, those are for the children. They do them is about making things fun for the children and, you reach this point anymore where your parents, your grandparents, all the people around you are like, well, you're not cute and fun anymore. We don't care about making this nice for you. And you have to accept that and, and do it with good grace, I guess. Uh, I think some of my friends still think that they're young and cute and that the gifts are for them. So it, it, it's definitely made the holidays interesting, um, to say the least. I think the holidays are a chance for us to to enjoy and to, you know, celebrate the kids inside of us that are still there. I mean, you know, there's part, part of being an adult is recognizing that you don't stop being who you are inside as you grow up. And, you know, I think the question is, well, do you express that in a way so, so that you expect to get gifts from your friends, just like you are a child? I think that's, I think that's the, the biggest question. And, you know, for me, I, ha- I have one friend who, you know, is just giddy over getting gifts. And now, you know, he's got family that supports that. And of course, he's got a daughter who loves the fact that her dad just gets as giddy over getting gifts as she does. 
um, which is entertaining, sure, but does that put the pressure on everybody else to kind of play into this idea that we have to keep getting gifts for each other? I, I mean, you know, so so it's the the way I see this, and you know, other people observe what goes around in this particular circle. Uh, and they say, this doesn't make any sense. This <laughs> this is not what adults do. Why is this happening? Right. And you just right. have to say, well, you know, we're, we're humoring someone who just gets a big, you know, he gets a lot of joy out of this. So we just kind of participate anyway in some form. And to be honest, I don't really participate all that much. I mean, I don't I don't see my friends uh, that much anymore. So it kind of feels kind of odd to me. But but yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's other things that we can do other than getting, you know, video games for each other. Um, <laughs> you know, we can take each other to j- dinner. We can enjoy our time together. We can go to the movies. We can we can do things like that rather than just building up this, you know, the, people's. I, I know I I don't have any room for anything else, so I don't want any gifts from people. So <laughs> I don't expect people to get gifts for me. I mean, you know, at this point. I don't. I don't have any lists. I, I. I. don't. Even. Even. You know. My parents will still ask because they certainly want to, to continue this. The. The relationship that we've had. As you know. As. As I was a child and I grew up, and they still want to do this for me. And you know, I'll humor them. I'll say, okay, well, if you want to do something, here's this. But you know, certainly, I don't expect anything at this point, and I. I don't really even want anything. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think too, sometimes we we're kind of stuck in this idea too, where we use this this season as an excuse to just act idiotic in the name of recapturing our youth. And sometimes this is going out and using it as an excuse to get drunk and act stupid. Sometimes it manifests in just buying a bunch of stuff that maybe we couldn't afford as children. I know that my ex-husband did a lot of like buying really expensive, really big toys at Christmas time, uh, when we were getting stuff for my son, a lot of the things he would get were actually things that he wished he could have had as a child. So it was kind of this weird recapturing lost childhood, but it wasn't, it was just, it, it was more for him than anything else, rather than actually focusing on, you know, let's spend some time with friends and family. And, and I guess it comes down to figuring out, well, what does the holiday season mean to you? No matter which holidays you're, you're celebrating, what does it mean to you? And what personally do you want to try and get out of it? As adults, we can make the choice that if we want to spend our money on things, that we, we can do that. We are adults. Right. As, as long right. as we involve all of the affected people in the discussion. I mean, if you have someone at, someone in your relationship who's going off and spending money uh, on things that the family doesn't need and the money isn't really there for that, then you run into some problems. But in terms of, you know, being able to buy yourself uh, presence, if that's something that you want to do, it's it's certainly allowable. It's just a question of you know, as an adult, you just have to remember that in the back of your mind, you still have to focus on the important things. What is important around the holidays? Is is there something special about the month of December that <laughs> that makes it you know the 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 right time for everybody to kind of participate in this holiday season? Yeah. So one of the things I think that makes December 
fantastic for this sort of thing is not so much, hey, how many holidays are we going to celebrate or what holidays do we need to celebrate? But it's just this idea of, hey, the days are getting shorter. It's colder outside for many of us, especially those of us in the northern hemisphere. (laughs) And (laughs) those of us in the southern hemisphere are like, hey, it's summertime. But uh, for many of us in the northern hemisphere, it's just cold and, and you just kind of want something to do that that warms you uh, physically as well as emotionally. And to me, the December's great because you've got your first snow. It's sparkling and pretty. It's before it's like February and it's all gray and gross and mushy and you're sad and you don't want it anymore. Uh, and there's just something about the excitement of getting together with friends and family. And one of the things that I've found as I get older uh, is that I care more about the company of people I really like than I care about almost anything else. And I just, I want to be able to have company and keep company with people that I like. I want to keep company with my family. I want to be able to see my really good friends. Yeah. I think that's a great way to look at it. Um, So is there a way to do that while still, you know, for a lot of people, you know, in now in this generation families are more spread out and friends are more spread out than they have been um you know there's a few reasons for that first transportation and traveling is so much easier than it's been in any other generation uh it costs less money to and people can families can leave and and go from one city to another permanently and that hasn't always been the case um plus the internet makes everybody maintain their relationships a little bit better regardless of distance so all of these things combine to the fact that there's a lot more traveling happening during the holiday season as people go to all lengths of the country or the continent or the world in order to be with family and friends and people that they love. So how, how do you plan for this a little bit better um, than, uh, than just uh, spending a lot of money on travel? Yeah, and that's kind of difficult too. And we'll probably talk about this a little bit more in a later episode, but part of it is trying to figure out, well, can I afford to do this? And is this something that I can in fact do? Can I really travel and make this this move? I am fortunate enough this year that I get to travel uh, to the East Coast. I get to spend Christmas with my sister in Massachusetts. I'm very excited about this. And along the way, uh, I get to stop in New York City and spend some time with some friends, right? Yeah. Are are we excited about this? I'm excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because we're spending some time with some friends. Yes. And and I'm excited that I am fortunate enough that I am able to do this. And part of the reason that I am able to do this is because a few years ago I started a travel fund. And I just started saying, I want to be able to travel uh, when I want to be able to travel and, and make this happen. And so I just started every month, I just put a set amount of money into this travel fund and then I can use it when I when I want to go somewhere or do something. And that's been very helpful for me to plan ahead and know that there is a good chance that I am going to need to travel during the holidays and, and just sort of incorporate that into my long term planning. Uh, that's what's been helpful for me. Uh, I don't know what's helpful for you, because sometimes, you know, you've got to travel. Sometimes your your mom lives 3000 miles away from you. Yeah. So I'm on the East Coast and my mother and my brother and my sister-in-law and uh, other family members are out in California. 
So I, uh, I, I plan to travel every year uh, for the holidays, um, usually for Thanksgiving. I just have money set aside and I will always, you know, find a way to make it work. You know, this, this is a plan, you know, because other members of my family uh, don't have the same amount of flexibility I have in terms, in terms of mostly time, you know, I'm, I'm the one who will do the traveling. Um, and that's, uh, that's absolutely fine. I mean, you know, I'd rather go out to, you know, California in the winter than have, <laughs> than have people over, you know, here in the winter in my tiny, uh, apartment. Um, I, I definitely prefer to see lots of people in a, in a larger, in a more comfortable environment. Right. And if you don't have family nearby and you can't travel to family and maybe your family can't travel to you, I think that there's a lot you can do as to sort of, I mean, if it's really important to you to see your family, you're not going to be able to do it. Uh, you can't really just make up for it, but there are things you can do rather than sit at home and, and be sad. <laughs> and <laughs> some of those things, some of those things might be getting together with friends uh, that you have, or, you know, go to that work party and have that kind of social interaction. And also uh, consider, consider doing some service. There are plenty of organizations out there that would love to have a little bit of help with, you know, their holiday uh, ha- holiday situations. So check your your food bank, your soup kitchen, see if they're having a, a community dinner, and then volunteer to help with that. And then you'll have kind of that the feeling of service, which studies show uh, serving others helps you feel good and warm and fuzzy inside, and, and is good for your health and and good for your mental state. And it can also help you provide. Uh, some social time for yourself. So there are things you can do, even if you can't travel to family or family can't travel to you, to be involved in your community and kind of get that feeling, that warm, fuzzy feeling that comes with being with people during the holidays. Yeah, one thing that I've done in that respect uh, has been to uh, participate in meal deliveries for elderly people who, you know, can't get to, you know, the store often or just have trouble getting around. Um, There's been, you know, my community has a meal delivery type of service that you can volunteer for. So that's something that I've done in the past. Um, One of the things that we should talk about are the various ways that adults approach the holidays. There are certain responsibilities that adults have that are different than, than the, the lack of responsibilities that you have as an adolescent or as a kid. Um, so there's there are several things that you know we need to think about as we approach the holiday season. Um, while we might not do gifts with our friends as much anymore, if at all, when you're living an adult life, there are certain people who provide services to you that perhaps uh, you should get into the habit of tipping for the holidays or providing a holiday bonus. Um, So, you know, the question is, okay, so we know that we have to provide, you know, society dictates that it's the expectation that we provide um, a bonus for certain people who, who help us out in life. It, it, it all depends on the people you have around you. Um, you know, I have, uh, a, uh, a maid who comes in once or twice a month to just help keep my apartment in decent, presentable shape, which without, with, without her, I probably would not be able to, you know, invite people over to my apartment. So this is a service that I get. And so as part, as part of the unwritten rule or the unwritten contract, it's, it's just expected that when the holidays come around, that, 
I pay a little more because there's the appreciation of the work that this individual or this company has put in over the course of a year. Uh, there, there are some other things that I can think of, but Miranda, who, who else would you tip at the holidays? Yeah, so I don't want to go way in deep in this issue because, of course, we'll be talking about it a little bit later but uh, in another episode. But, yeah, so just I think what you said pretty much nails it. It's people who provide you with regular services that you go see on a regular basis. So I will uh, – the, the, the girl that does my nails – I go and have my nails done a couple times a month. She is somebody who I am going to tip. If you regularly uh, have packages sent out or you have a regular package delivery service, that's somebody you tip. Uh, I usually tip the guy that brings my milk every week because uh, I have a standing milk order with the dairy. They bring my milk, eggs, and bread every week. And so that's somebody who provides me with a regular service and I see them regularly and that's somebody you would tip. So basically anybody in your life who's regularly providing you with service and uh, it's most of the time a service that doesn't uh, pay very well those are good people to go ahead and tip okay uh, and yeah like you said we'll be talking about that in the future um, uh, but uh, so another thing we've talked a little bit about uh, gifts for your friends um, but uh, how do you handle gifts for your friends children um, I know that you know for me it's basically an issue of well uh, if a friend of mine is, is having a get together for the holidays and I know that children will be there, then it seems to be appropriate at that time to, to get gifts for these children. Now, unless I were to see these children very often throughout the year or to babysit them, then I don't see, I, I don't see this as my responsibility as, you know, to get them the get to get them a gift. If there's something that comes up and I see, oh, this would be perfect for this particular individual, yes. Um, or if I'm talking frequently with the parents and, you know, they've expressed that there's some kind of thing that, you know, perhaps only I can do, then yes. But otherwise, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me. Yeah, and I'm I'm there with you. I don't get gifts for any of my friends' children. And really, a lot of the time, uh, as far as my friends go, we usually don't exchange gifts. Uh, just just because um, with most of my friends, it's to me, it's more about the company for one thing. And second of all, most of the friends I have don't need anything I can get them anyway. So <laughs> I hate it really. <laughs> And, uh, but as far as friends, kids go, like you said, I, I, there's usually not really call for it. So you and I both, uh, don't work in an office, but I have worked in an office and every year, um, it's a social event. We have uh, the office, you know, everyone who works on the team will get together and we'll do some kind of gift exchange. Usually it's one of those blind exchanges where, um, you don't know who you're getting a gift for. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you pick the gift and unwrap it and uh, other people can steal it from you. And there's a whole game around this, or you do a secret Santa type of exchange where, um, you have somebody's name and you get a gift specifically for that person based on their suggestions. So there's always these, these different office gift exchanges and there's, 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 there, there's an, there, the issue that I have with them is that it puts a lot of pressure on people to participate. And not everybody might be in the same financial situation uh, that another might be. Um, the companies will often, you know, the groups of people who do this is almost never officially a company 
event, but it's usually just a small group of people and they'll decide, okay, let's put a $15 limit on things. That way everybody, you know, doesn't feel the pressure to, you know, be extravagant. Um, and of course, I remember an episode of The Office on television where <laughs> right. uh, where there's this price limit. Uh, it was a gift exchange. And then the boss went off and got something that was about, uh, I don't know, probably 30 times the value. I think it was an iPod or something. Yeah, it like was that. an was iPod. Like, yeah. That was uh, good <clears throat> stuff right there. <laughs> right. So, you know, obviously he made everybody feel pretty bad because there was this gift limit of, you know, $15 or whatever it happened to be. And then someone goes off and gets someone this this very expensive gift that you know just made everybody uncomfortable. So you've got the pressure on the one hand of participating. Um, and, you know, you have the your budget that you know you have to stick to. Um, you know, not just the budget that's defined by your, the, the office in terms of what they're going to do, but you know, if, if you don't have the money to spend, you don't have the money to spend. But at the same time, the, when, when you work in an office, the, there's, there's a socialization aspect that's pretty important too. I mean, you, you do have to try to fit in with the culture and sometimes that means doing something you don't particularly like to do or, um, or, you know, uh, and I remember this specifically because when the lottery would get to a certain amount of money, suddenly everybody in the office wants to pool, you know, a, a couple of dollars together from everybody and uh, play the lottery. Now, playing the lottery is something that I'd never do on my own. Um, but when it comes to the fact that, well, I could put two dollars in and I can participate in this group activity and it's you know, I know I'm not going to win. I know it's a waste of money, but I'm doing this because all it takes is a little bit of effort and the, the bonding that you get, um, from, you know, the environment that you work within can be worth that $2. At least that's the way I see it. It it isn't always the case, but you know, it's just, I, I see the gift exchange in the office as something you have to try to fit into what you do just because, you don't want to be ostracized or outcast uh, within the environment um, that's relatively important because these are the people you spend a lot of time with every day. Right. Yeah. And if, and if a gift exchange is something you're not really fond of and you can manage to get yourself in some sort of uh, holiday planning party committee or something, uh, maybe what you can do is suggest that instead of having a gift exchange or a big party, you know, maybe say, well, as an office, why don't we on this day we can have a small celebration and then maybe we go volunteer at the soup kitchen or do a food drive and then take the money to the food bank. So there are ways to sort of uh, suggest alternative activities. If you really don't like the idea of the gift exchange, if it makes you uncomfortable, if you can kind of say, Hey, let's try something different this year and and kind of approach it from there. Uh, It may not work, but at least it's something you can try to do to help encourage your office to start thinking about different ways to change this tradition. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just putting the idea in people's head is something that can have a, a long-term effect. Um, you know, it's it's just being aware of what the culture is and, uh, and understanding that sometimes you have to be a part of a certain culture um, and kind of put up with things that you wouldn't normally do on your own. Well, and of course, this is why we don't work in offices anymore, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for me, I, I, I like people. I like having people around. Um, I don't like doing work with people. I like uh, 
you know, I, I like, uh, if, if there's something that I need to get done, I prefer a distraction free environment, which I can kind of do at home. So, um, I'm, I'm happy to be around people for the social aspect though. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, do your work at home and then go socialize later. Right. (laughs) All right. So, so then what are some uh, other suggestions for maybe turning it away from being materialistic? Maybe there has been kind of a push in recent years to kind of move away from these sort of materialistic consumer driven holidays and move it more toward uh, other things. So what are some things that you can do to sort of move away from this consumer driven holiday season? Well, I think for me, it involves just suggesting things to do with friends and family that don't involve gift giving and focus a little bit more on the time that we spend together. So whether that's, you know, that that could that could be some interesting things. I mean, that leaves that leaves a lot of things open. Um, I do like seeing New York City in the winter. That's something that I like doing. I like going to the city. I like going to see a show. Um, of course, seeing a show is not very cheap, certainly, um, but it also isn't really materialistic. It's not buying something that I'm going to have at home that's going to sit on my shelf. It's going to, to experience something and sharing an experience with the people that you care about. Uh, is much more meaningful, at least to me. And I think that's something that we can all think about a little bit more, whether that's, whether that's meaningful, you know, sharing, sharing an experience, whether it's, whether it's some kind of entertainment experience, like a show or a play, or whether it's some kind of, um, you know, travel, um, you know, I'd love to travel with friends. That's something that I'm trying to make happen. So, yeah, I mean, that's, those are the things that I try to focus on. Uh, how about you, Miranda? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. I'd rather just, like I said before, uh, spend time with people I love. And in fact, uh, my son and I are moving away from presents and moving more toward having holidays where we can travel. It used to be actually uh, before the divorce was that we would make it a point to have Christmas Day be a day of just us hanging out at home, doing just being together, just my uh, my ex-husband, my son and me just hanging out at home. And that was kind of nice just to have this like relaxing day where we just hang out. And then the day after Christmas, we'd go and visit family and friends or we'd have, you know, like a Christmas party before. Uh, but we'd have Christmas Day just sort of be this relaxing, enjoyable day where we do our favorite things. And so that was always kind of nice. But yeah, uh, like you, I'm more interested in experiences and I'm more interested in sharing experiences with people I love. And so uh, I'd rather I'd rather just hang out. I don't want presents. I don't need to exchange presents. I just want to be with people I like and experience things that I enjoy, which is why we've got to hang out, right, while I'm in New York yeah, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, around the holidays, adults get invited to parties. We've talked a little bit about... Um, you know, the office party. So there, there's a couple of things that go into these invitations and what you're expected to do if you, if you decide to attend. So I think that's the first thing is decide if it's something that you want to attend. You don't have to attend everything, every invitation that you receive. Um, but, you know, consider whether you want to spend the time with these people. And of course, you know, if you're getting invited, chances are that you do. So that's one thing to consider. Um, the second thing is what you do when you show up, or maybe maybe what you prepare first. Uh, 
you know, you want to understand what the vibe is going to be at this event and dress appropriately for it. If it's a work party, you probably don't want to go in your, you know, um, something that would be inappropriate for your for, sexy Santa outfit, your sexy Santa outfit, which <laughs> yeah. I've got in the closet. Um, and I plan on wearing, but, uh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> but, I want to know what a sexy Santa outfit is for like a man. <laughs> I mean, I know obviously what it is for a woman, but no, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so there's, you know, dressing appropriately, um, you know, whether there's going to be a gift exchange, whether you're going to be participating in the gift exchange, whether you, you almost always need to bring something for the host, regardless of whether there's a gift exchange. So just keep that in mind that um, you should show up to uh, every party with with something in hand. Uh, I, I think just real quick, some some things that are kind of appropriate, you know, bringing something for like dessert or a bottle of wine or a bouquet of flowers. Or I used to sometimes bring a poinsettia since it's a holiday time and kind of brightens things up. So so I just kind of wanted to say, you know, some of those things are, are nice. They're simple and they're appropriate. Yeah, I think uh, something from that list would be perfect. Um, you know, one thing to think about at a party too is you you want to keep in mind that everything has the potential of getting recorded. And we've talked about this um, in regards to social media before Um, you start acting a certain way uh, that is embarrassing to yourself, whether you're aware of what you're doing or not, perhaps you've had a little too much to drink. You are an adult. You're certainly allowed to do what you want in terms of alcohol. Uh, but just keep in mind that every decision has potential consequences. And some of those consequences uh, could be embarrassing to you, or what, if not now, to your future self. Um, if it's a work party, you certainly don't want to ruin the opportunity to get ahead if that's something that you want to do. Um, and embarrassing yourself in front of the boss uh, could be one of those things. No making out with coworkers. <laughs> No making out with coworkers, but you may have you you have to judge this by the situation because you may work on a team where it's expected to be a little looser than you might be. You know, you know, there's you could work for like a company where all the employees are young and everybody's like a graphic designer or something and everybody's, you know, still just figuring out the adult thing on their own, including the boss, which you know, is one situation you know, that's different than, say, working, you know, in a, an accounting firm where, you know, the, the the vibe might be a little different at the office party. Let's just put it that way. And I'm just making generalizations here, but you've got to understand what's expected and what's not. Yet at the same time, keep in mind that everything you do could be recorded and on the Internet and permanent for the rest of the world to see at any time. So that's just something to keep in mind. Right. And as we discussed a little bit on our social media episode as well, uh, it's not even just something that might show up later. If if somebody shows up and is excited about using Periscope, it could be happening in real time. And you never know. We're we're moving to a point where, as you said, and you really hate to be like this person who's like, well, I have to be sort of guarded no matter what I'm doing. You kind of do now, and it's it's disappointing and frustrating, but that's the way it is. All right, let's talk about some do nows that we can offer to everybody. Uh, what should people be thinking about for the holiday season, and what do they need to do? 
Right. So the very first thing you should do is take uh, 10 to 15 minutes to sit down by yourself and reevaluate what you really want from the holiday season. Uh, too often we get really swept up in, oh, what's going on and the social swirl and I got to buy this, I got to do that, I got to have this thing. And just take a few minutes to step back and say, okay, what do I really want from the holiday season and what will best help me accomplish that this year? And yes, you may have to do a few things you don't want to do. We all know we have to do things we don't want to do as an adult during the holiday season. But at the same time, you can take a step back reevaluate that and at least come up with some ideas of how to get through this uh, intact as a person. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think that something else we can add to that is, um, you know, we talked about uh, dealing with gift exchanges before. I think, you know, something that we can start doing right now um, is figure out exactly what the parameters are going to be for a gift exchange among you know, whatever group that you want to deal with, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family or whether it's your coworkers, just set some ground rules like a budget um, and and make sure everybody sticks to it and figure out whether you're getting gifts for everybody or whether you're doing a gift exchange where, you know, one person gets a gift for another person. So everybody still gets a gift, but you don't have to go out and spend hundreds of dollars because you're getting gifts for everybody. At the same time, you're getting, you know, multiple gifts from people and are just left with things that are going to just sit around your house all the time. Right. And, and one of the things it's, it's kind of uncomfortable for us to be upfront about this sort of thing and talk about it, but you know, kind of just do it. And so my, um, I don't know, do I still call her my sister-in-law now that Anyway, so my ex-husband's sister uh, contacted me recently and she was like, hey, let's work out this holiday thing uh, to do because obviously our relationship is a, a little different now that I am no longer married to her brother. And so we're trying to figure this out. And she just emailed me and just said point blank. I mean, we're both adults here. She said, we don't need to do a gift exchange, but I would still like to get a little something for my nephew your son. So, and so she just approached it straight like that. And she said, I would also like to send you, you know, like a local, some sort of local treat from where I live. You know, she has a local area where they have nice candy or whatever. And she's like, I would like to still send you just a small token of something local and something fun to experience. And we can do that. And so we just sat down and we just figured it out, you know, like two adults do. And that's what we did. And now we're going to stick with it. And I'll send them a little treat that's local to my area. She'll send me a little treat that's local to her area. And she still, like I said, wants to provide something for my son. And that's fine. And that's appropriate. And we just sat down and figured that, well, we didn't sit down in person together. We did it through email, but we figured it out through email. And sometimes that's what you need to do. Uh, is come up with this stuff and just sort of uh, suck it up and say, let's have this conversation. We're all adults here. We can talk about this like people. Yeah, I think where we run into problems is when people don't communicate. And there's a lot of reasons that people don't communicate on the holiday. They could be uncomfortable. They could be stressed. They could just have too many things to do. Um, but as long as one person starts that communication, it usually ends up fine. And that one person can be you. That's right. So yeah, so now that we've got these do nows, we do have a reader question 
And this is a very interesting one and one that comes up a lot now, especially as millennials get older. It says, what if I don't want things? What if I prefer money? How do I ask others for money over the holidays? Yikes. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, um, thorny, thorny issues. Well, as, as adults, we can't expect anything from anybody. I, I don't think, you know, gifts or money is not something that we can just, we can just do. Now, if we have... If we do have someone who says, listen, you know, maybe, maybe your parents, maybe your relatives, we do want to get you something. What can we get you? And the one thing that you need is cash, um, you know, perhaps because you have to make your rent payment and that's the one thing that you can need that, that, that's going to help you. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tricky situation, uh, but the more open and honest you can be about it, the more people are going to be willing to help. And you can't. You have to show them that you are able to handle cash and are able to do what you say you're going to do with cash. Because the worst thing is when, and I'm sure a lot of people have had this happen, where a family member will ask for cash and for a certain thing, and then you say you see them spending money on something else that they probably wouldn't have they said they they didn't have money and they needed money for something but then they spent money on some frivolous type of thing that was unnecessary and not included in what they said they need money in for so you have to be if you're going to ask for money you have to make sure that you're spotless in what you do and and what people say um because you will burn bridges um, you know, as easily as possible, if you say that you need money for one thing and then people see you spending money uh, on something else. Um, so that that's the first step. <laughs> the first step <laughs> is being impeccable. Um, right. if, if you can do that, if you can't do that, then forget about asking for money in the first place. Uh, but the, if you can do that, then the second thing you need to do is just open up and be honest and explain the situation and say, listen, you know, we don't really need more things in our life right now. We need we need money. And if you're at the point where you're saying that you should be selling some of those things that you have, um, you <laughs> know, true. find other ways to get the cash that you need rather than asking people for money. Um, you know, it could be a tradition, uh, you know, uh, in some in in some cultures, in some families to give money instead of things. And if that's part of the culture, then it's kind of understood and it's fine. Uh, but if it's not part of the culture, then you do have to figure out how you're going to broach the subject. Uh, a lot of people feel that giving money is impersonal um, and uh, and not something they want to do. Now, people who feel that way may still be okay with providing a gift card um, for uh, for something you know that they might need to they they might need. So if the reason you're asking for cash is you know because your kitchen's falling apart and you need to do something about it, you know perhaps instead of asking for money, you can find a way to you know get a Home Depot gift card or something like that. And that way, someone at least knows that you are going to be spending the money for something specific. At the same time, the giver feels like they're not just handing over a wad of cash to you. Um, it's more of a present, uh, which is in the spirit of the holiday season, um, as it is. So, you know, there, there's that option as well. Um, but if it's really the cash you need because you've got to write that check to your to your rent payment, uh, to your mortgage lender or whatever it happens to be, then you just got to be totally upfront about it and say, listen, 
this is what I need. Um, I don't need, you know, I don't need anything. Um, you know, I don't need anything. Um, and you know, I will find some way to repay you for this kindness somewhere down the line. Um, I, you know, I can't say that this is something that I've, I've had to encounter, but that's how I would approach it. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, kind of interesting. One of the things we see now is like, Hey, everybody for my holiday present, why don't, why don't you all contribute to my GoFundMe campaign? Uh, so, and that's, that's really something that I don't advocate as something to do. Uh, I think that's horrifying on so many levels. <laughs> I really do think, uh, like you said, if somebody asks you specifically, Hey, what do you want? And you do prefer money, uh, or a gift card, you can say something like, Hey, uh, I'm trying to save. I, you can put it in terms as like, Hey, I'm trying to save up for this vacation. If you would like to help contribute to that, that would be super fantastic. But don't go around telling everybody you want this. If somebody asks you specifically, hey, what are you looking for? Then you can be honest and say, hey, I am saving up for this vacation. Uh, if you want to help me with that, that's great. If not, you know, I, I'd also appreciate, you know, a gift card to the grocery store, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, kind of give options and say, you know, be upfront about it. But I, I do not advocate going around approaching other people and saying, hey, this is what you want to get me, uh, because that's really, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Just, there are no words for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on Adulting. Come visit our website at adulting.tv and join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.